Hello, Central, and welcome to another weekly update. You know, just before I push record on these every week, I kind of chuckle because I never anticipated that a weekly update throughout the pandemic would uh, carry on uh, as long as we anticipate now that it will. Uh, but I enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to get to reach out and connect with you. Um, try my best to keep you updated on on all that is uh, happening and even evolving in ministry life at Central. I want to start by celebrating that the last time I checked, 110 people signed up for Secret Church, which we are utilizing as online theological training. And then at the end of a, a couple weeks of, of, of watching and learning from the content, we'll jump on a Zoom call and have a dialogue about things we've learned and also pray for the global church. Really looking forward to that and really excited about that kind of engagement from our church. There are a few things uh, to update you on uh, from the elders' side of things. Our elders met this week, and uh, we've we've posted a blog post about our decision to refrain from partaking in communion during this season and share some of the rationale there. Uh, don't think it really is a, a black and white issue as to whether or not we could partake of communion virtually, but share some of the rationale for why we feel that uh, um, partaking of the Lord's Supper during our online services, um, well isolated, uh, is not the way forward for us in this season. So you can read that on our blog. We've also done some recent work to articulate what we see as three phases to uh, getting back to normal, I guess you could say, um, ministry as we have known it. Um, so look for that coming next week. It's, it'll be entitled, Our Plan for Phased Regathering at Central, and it's our attempt to provide a certain level of clarity for what the future holds at Central, even while there are moving goalposts and uh, many things that, that are uncertain um, that we just simply can't predict. But we think that uh, outlining those phases and what they would look like and what would need to happen in order to move from phase one to phase three, uh, you'll begin to see that. And um, also, uh, we're building a web page right now that helps the elders share uh, some things going on, whether it be that communion response, whether it be that phases document, um, whether it be a financial update. Um, building a page right now where um, some communication can take place, and we'll broadcast that through some different channels so that you can get access to that page. Uh, but we just want to keep you informed. That's the elder's heart. They want you to, they want to communicate with you as best they can to let you know all that's going on. Ravi Zacharias uh, went to be with Jesus this week. Ravi was an Indian-born, Canadian-American Christian apologist and was the author of more than 30 books revolving around Christianity, including Jesus Among Other Gods and Can Man Live Without God. He was such a gift to the global church and was also a massive influence for the cause of the gospel in the lives of a lot of people I know. 
one of my favorite Ravi Zacharias clips, because he would go around the world and speak, and he would take questions, and he would debate atheists and all that kind of thing. So there's a lot of video footage of, of Ravi uh, communicating apologetics. And one of my favorite clips, uh, really Ravi at his best, I think, was his response when a questioner asked, why are you so afraid of subjective moral reasoning? And you can just uh, punch that in on YouTube if you want to see the clip. Why are you so afraid of subjective moral reasoning? And the questioner went on to point out China is secular, and they're not raping or pillaging, and neither are we. Ravi started to respond by asking, do you lock your door at night? And the audience laughs and the questioner laughs and says, yeah, sure. And Ravi went on and said, I hear what you're saying. It sounds very cavalier, though. Do you know who has killed more people in the 20th century than China and Russia? 60 million apiece. Wow. It makes the Holocaust seem tame. The 20th century became the bloodiest century in history, and the reason it became the bloodiest century in history is you can see the weapons of our warfare piling up, and there was no guiding principle to take us anywhere, he said. He went on to say, in a perfect world, we don't need to be afraid. And I don't think the question is fairly stated as what you are, what are you afraid of? I am just saying it is basically unlivable. The fact of the matter is, if morality is purely subjective, then you have absolutely nothing for stopping anybody from being a subjective moralist. To just zing one through your forehead and say, that's my answer. If you're willing to say to me that moral reasoning can be purely subjective, I just say to you, look out. You ain't seen nothing yet if everybody believed what you did. Subjective morality would be good if we all wanted to be nice people. But the reason you lock your doors and the reason we have our police and military and law courts is because when subjective morality becomes totally subjectivized, this like mass killings in society is like the former Soviet Union. This is what happens in our society such a poignant response to one of the key questions of our day and worldviews of our day. Ravi Zacharias was a gift to Christianity. And I praise God for his life and I praise God for his ministry. And I'm praying for his family and his RISM, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries family as well this week. Central, I love you. I miss seeing you. This is getting old. But I'm glad uh, I can keep you updated with things like this. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>